Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mormonish. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And unless you've been living on the moon with Joseph Smith's Moon Quakers, um, you have been following the unfolding events of the Tim Ballard saga uh, over the past uh, week or so. You've been following me, haven't you, Landon? Yep, I've been calling it the Ballad of Tim Ballard. <laughs> the Ballad of Tim Ballard or Ballard versus Ballard. I don't know. There's a lot of different things you can refer to, it, but boy, the events are just crazy. Now, a lot of podcasters have done a treatment of this. Uh, Mormon Stories just did one today. RFM has been doing blow by blow over the past couple of days, um, but we definitely have been following everything and we wanted to give it our own Mormonish spin to try to make sense of all the events that are happening. Um, if you're not familiar at all with who Tim Ballard are, is, um, he runs an organization called Our Underground Railroad that rescues children from sex trafficking. He is behind the movie, um, The Sound of Freedom, which came out this summer. And Landon, you had a lot of relatives that went to see that, didn't you? I had a lot of people who were putting on their Facebook posts how great a movie it was. Yeah. 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 And, and of course, uh, talking about that issue and the importance of is that issue, um, extremely important, cannot be emphasized enough. However, uh, the movie depicted uh, Tim Ballard as the main character, played by an actor and and purported to show his life story. There were some questions about the veracity of that. And there were just some questions about the practices of Tim Ballard and the underground, our Underground Railroad. Um, so people had questions and they weren't exactly sure. So, so when our relatives were posting about the sound of freedom, some of us were going, I don't know, we're not exactly sure. There have been some podcasts in the past um, about exactly what was going on with that organization. Yeah, so, I, actually, I actually posted some of those and was lambasted for uh, that this was a real problem. And, and uh, why am I being negative by pointing out these things about Tim Ballard? <laughs> exactly. And, and that's not what we're saying. It is a real problem. Absolutely. And because we have questions about Tim Ballard or the movie or the validity of it, that does not mean that we don't understand the severity of the problem that they're fighting and trying to tackle. So... Um, that being said, uh, a lot has happened in the last couple of days. We are going to get into the timeline of those events. But just today, there was a breaking news story that we thought we would handle first so that everybody's absolutely up to date. And then we'll kind of dial it back a little bit and we'll go through the whole timeline so that everybody can hopefully understand what's what's going on. Because it seems like something comes out almost every hour <laughs> that we're going through and going, what does this mean? How does this fit in? So what happened today is there was an explanation as to why Tim Ballard, right in the middle of when the movie was, was popular and in theaters, suddenly... It was announced that he was departing from our Underground Railroad, wasn't it, Landon? Yep. They uh, put out uh, an article today saying that basically he uh, was accused of sexual misconduct at the organization, OUR, and that uh, as a result of that, he, he left the organization. And they claim seven women and say it could be more that uh, had, had made these claims. Exactly. And so we thought it was important. It's not a very long article, and some of you may not even be aware of it, because like I said, it just came out, really breaking news, just this afternoon. So we're going to actually read through that extremely quickly so that you guys can kind of be up to date on this, because nobody was exactly sure. It was sort of mysterious why he stepped away from our Underground Railroad. There were all kinds of you know guesses, and people were trying to figure it out. So this uh, article is in Vice Magazine. It's called Tim Bollard's Departure from 
Operation Underground Railroad followed sexual misconduct investigation. And it says it's by Anna Merlin and Tim Marchman. So let's have Landon start reading. And like I said, we're just going to go through pretty quickly. We'll stop here and there if we have something to add. And then following this breaking news portion, we'll go into the whole timeline of events so we can kind of dissect and maybe put back together and make sense of what's actually happening. I don't think anyone can make sense of this, but we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. We have our theories. We have our, you know, our ideas. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. From the article, Tim Ballard's exit from Operation Underground Railroad earlier this year followed an investigation into claims of sexual misconduct involving seven women, according to sources with direct knowledge of the organization. Sources familiar with the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist who appears to be preparing for a Senate run, invited women to act as his, quote, wife on undercover overseas missions, ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking. <laughs> he would then allegedly coerce these women into sharing a bed or showering together, claiming that it was necessary to fool traffickers. Ballard, who was played by Jim uh, Caviezel in the hit film Sound of Freedom, is said to have sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear, festooned with fake tattoos, and to have asked another how far she was willing to go, in the words of a source, to save children. These sources requested anonymity because they fear retaliation. Boy, you won't see that in the movie, the uh, showering with the... Uh, <laughs> Undercover no. wife. Although, <laughs> although I do understand, you know, if they were posing as a husband and wife and they were, you know, and I don't know the details of how the sting was working, you know, there would be a sense that you'd have to get possibly a hotel room together, you know, if you were being watched. But at that point, <laughs> the rest of the stuff sounds a little, a little dicey and a little Probably suspicious. Showering together. That's uh... <laughs> no, I don't think it would go that far. However, I do see, you know, I do. And again, these are allegations. We need to be absolutely clear that we're discussing what's in this article. These are allegations only. And we are just reading the article and telling you all what it says in the article. So I think we need to keep stating that over and over because we certainly, everyone deserves their due process. So allegations. But that doesn't mean we're not going to have fun reading it. <laughs> there you go. That's Landon for you. That's it. So yeah, it definitely sounds like, you know, like he presented it sort of as a high stakes, exciting sting. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it, 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 this was basically he's playing uh, undercover agent, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and he's recruited these people to do it with him. It's it's the perfect cover here for uh, to. Oh, yeah, you've got to be my wife. Uh, let's, uh, you know, if that's what in fact what happened, uh, you, it's yeah. easy to see. This is a uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can I can read the next paragraph here. Um, it says a total number of women involved is believed to be higher than seven, as that would only account for employees, not contractors or volunteers. One source close to OUR, that stands for Our Underground Railroad, has detailed knowledge of Ballard making sexual advances to a volunteer using methods similar to those he allegedly used with OUR employees. Those methods methods are also consistent with his conduct toward other former toward another former volunteer who spoke to Vice News. So it sounds like from multiple not connected sources, everybody's kind of painting the same picture and telling the same story, which is I'm sure why they took this very seriously and they started an investigation. So um, in response to a detailed request for comment, a spokesman for Operation Underground Railroad told Vice News, 
um, Tim Ballard resigned from OUR on June 22nd, 2023. So just a few months ago, and like I said, right in the height of, of the movie, I mean, it was going strong. It was number one in other countries. It was number one here. Um, he has permanently separated from OUR. OUR is dedicated to combating sexual abuse and does not tolerate sexual harassment or discrimination by anyone in its organization. Um, OUR retained an independent law firm to conduct a comprehensive investigation of all relevant allegations, and OUR continues to assess and improve the governance of the organization and protocols for its operations. And then it says, to preserve the integrity of its investigation and to protect the privacy of all persons involved, OUR will not make any further public comment at this time. So that is all they were able to tell Vice, is that there was an investigation based on the allegations. That's correct. Um, did you uh, did you want to read the next part of that, or you want me to do that? Yeah, I was thinking you could pick it up on the next page then. Okay. The information from the sources with direct knowledge of OUR corroborates an anonymous letter that's been circulating in the Utah philanthropic uh, community for the past several, several months, which accuses Ballard of sexual harassment. Vice News first reported on the letter in July. The journalist Lynn Packer published it in full on Sunday, and he's got quite a few uh, podcasts on this. Uh, he does, and he's been on several podcasts too, like Mormon Stories. So if you really want to delve into the allegations, um, Lynn Packer, Google him. All of his content is really a deep dive. He's been following it for quite some time. So several weeks ago, an OUR employee who accompanied Tim on an undercover operation filed a sexual harassment complaint against him with OUR's HR department. The letter, which was sent this summer to donors to anti-trafficking causes, reads, this resulted in an extensive internal investigation into Tim and his individual operational tactics and led to more women speaking up as part of the investigation process. It was ultimately revealed through disturbingly specific and parallel accounts that Tim has been deceitful and extensively grooming and manipulating multiple women for the past few years with the ultimate intent of coercing them to participate in sexual acts with him under the premise of going where it takes and doing whatever it takes to save a child. Wow, those are some pretty heavy allegations. I can see why everything was taken very, very seriously. That. That is, um, those are some heavy allegations. The letter, the letter further said the OUR's board and lawyers had made agreements preventing executives from discussing the circumstances of Ballard's exit from the organization he founded, making it virtually impossible for them to defend the organization against Tim's false narratives. The author or authors of the letter did not respond to requests for comment, and OUR spokesman did not dispute what was in the letter when asked about it by Vice News. In July, in July, or respond further when told that reporters could only take this as confirmation of its accuracy. Um, it, it's interesting there that an organization that is committed to ending, uh, you know, sex trafficking of children would then agree to not say anything when there's a sexual allegation within their own organization uh, that. Just seems <laughs> well, and I think it sounds like their hands are tied in certain ways, like the investigation is ongoing, and so they really can't say anything. And by talking about Tim's false narratives, it sounds like Tim, of course, is denying everything, you know, as is his right completely. Um, 
And so they, they really can't comment back and forth because everything is, is ongoing. And that leaves Tim to be able to be out there saying this did not happen. Well, I, so I don't believe the investigation is ongoing at this point. This letter was after the investigation had concluded and he'd left the, left the organization. So uh, at that point, I don't see any reason uh, if you find that there's somebody in there, why wouldn't you then go on to, uh, you know, uh, to, to either prosecute him or to in so, some other way uh, uh, punish him or say we're not we're not sweeping this under the rug. That just doesn't seem like the actions of a of an organization who is there to stop sexual uh, harassment or not sexual harassment but sexual trafficking. You'd think they would right. say hey, and grooming. Guy did that. We need to do something about it, not sweep it under the rug. That's what we're supposed to do is bring this stuff right. out the open. So. Right. And if that's true, I read it the other way that there was something still ongoing. But if that's true, then then no, you're absolutely right. So and maybe it was handled internally in some way. But still, I think it's a big question mark for sure. Um, here, I will read the next part. Women believed to be at the center of the investigation have not responded to requests for comment. This is from Vice or have declined to comment. People who know them say they fear retaliation and effects that the scandal could have on OUR as it seeks to move on without Ballard, whom sources say is currently trying to work his way back into the organization. So it sounds like uh, the women are still trying to protect the mission of OUR, which I can understand, the important mission. So they're not commenting either. Uh, Ballard did not respond to requests for comments submitted through his personal website, that of his new organization, the Spear Fund. So he's no longer with OUR, he has now started Spear Fund, and through a spokesman whom OUR previously told Vice News is his personal representative. Okay, so he's not, everybody mums the word, right? <laughs> Vice is just putting out these uh, allegations, but everybody on all sides, it seems like mum is the word. Okay, do you want to read the next part? Ballard, an ally of Donald Trump, he held an appointed post on a public-private anti-trafficking council in the Trump administration and recently hosted the former president on his podcast, has said he's strongly considering a run for the Senate seat set to be vacated by Mitt Romney. Speculation in the LDS community indicates that he's planning to announce his bid on October 10th. Last week, a spokesman for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints issued a statement to Vice News that contained a pointed rebuke of Ballard, and we're going to cover that. The yeah. statement accused Ballard of inappropriately using the name of a church elder, President M. Russell Ballard, the two are not related, despite sharing a last name, for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. The church did not specify in its statement what activity it regarded as morally unacceptable at that time, but it sounds like we now know that it's these sexual uh, allegations. And, uh, you know, in fact, it, it really doesn't say that it says for his moral behavior, but they also said because he used the name of Elder Ballard uh, without his permission it is Correct. also morally unacceptable evidently. Correct. Uh, you want to read the last one there? Sure, I can finish up. Over the weekend, Ballard responded to Vice News's reporting by giving an impassioned speech to a small crowd in Boston in which he said, it's not true, nothing you hear is true. He also said he outright did not believe the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints condemned him in a statement issued to Vice News, something that did in fact happen and has been confirmed by multiple Utah news outlets. So if you have been following this story uh, for the last week, this 
statement will make a lot of sense, this article. If not, uh, we're going to go forward through the timeline and kind of explain it, and then this will make more sense, and you might even want to rewind and revisit. But definitely, this was a statement that everybody was waiting for because of the events over the last couple of days. Everybody knew that something needed to come out, either a statement for the, from the church or a statement um, explaining what these... Uh, what the moral, what did they call it? The morally unacceptable things were, yeah, everybody was waiting. So we're going to kind of dial it back and start at the beginning, which was actually last week with a timeline of events. So the first thing that we all noticed happening was on Wednesday, September 13th, Mitt Romney announces that he is not going to run for the Utah Senate seat again which of course made all of us think, what, Landon? <laughs> Maybe. He might run for president, yes. <laughs> he might run for president, you know? So we were kind of gearing up for that, thinking, oh, that'll make for some interesting podcasting for a couple years there as he does that. But that soon faded out into the distance with what happened next. So why don't you read this and tell us the next thing that happened that same day, just a few hours later. Yeah, just a few hours later, which is, you know, political parties don't like, Vac, you know, vacuums of power. Um, and right. so they usually have somebody already set aside that's going to step right in and say, well, I'm taking over, you know, and and uh, I'll be running, I'll be throwing my name in. They put their front runner right up. And everyone thought that was going to be uh, Sean Ray as the, the Utah Attorney General. So Wednesday, September 13th, the same day Romney announces he's not going to run, Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes makes statement that he will not run for the Utah Senate seat and gives a glowing endorsement to an unnamed great conservative patriot and warrior who will be announcing his run for the Senate seat soon. Most assume he is referring to Tim Ballard. And in fact, as soon as we heard this, you actually called me and said, uh, did you know who's going to be running for the seat? And yeah, you, can you, you guess? The description that I went <laughs> Tim Ballard, and you went, yeah, yep. I was, yep. uh, stomach just sank. I was yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty I obvious to everybody. What, you know, that he's very much, uh, you know, part of that whole uh, uh, QAnon uh, movement. So that, that, Yeah, a little more right wing, that's for yeah, sure. That's we can't say anything for positive, but okay. So if we go to the next slide, we can see his actual statement. It probably is a good idea to read that, that this came out. And this is what made us think, oh, I think it's Tim Ballard that he's referring to because they're also associates and they're friends. We know that they, you know, they, they are often seen together. So. Yeah. So he says, uh, I wish Senator Romney and his family the best in retirement over the last several years. I've been asked by many in Utah, D.C. and across the country to run for his seat, whether or not he was running for reelection. I believe I am in a great position to win that seat and could serve well as a senator. But after a long time consulting with my family, praying and looking at where I can make the most difference and serve most effectively, I have decided it is not in D.C., but here at home. So I am announcing my run for re-election as AG in the great state of Utah. That opens up an opportunity for a dear friend of mine who is a great conservative patriot and warrior to run and serve as the next senator from Utah. This person will be making an announcement in the days to come, and I will be standing alongside this servant leader on a journey to the United States Senate. Yep, and all of us right away said Tim Ballard. Good friends with 
with Tim Ballard. Uh, so I don't think there's any question who it is that he's supporting and who he is that's going to be coming out uh, to, to run for the Senate. Exactly. So now we all thought, oh, my goodness, podcasting is going to get really interesting as we follow, you know, this announcement from Tim and what's going to happen. So and then we sort of sort of heard from some sources. Uh, this was mentioned on Mormon Stories podcast today um, that Tim had sort of received. What would you say, Landon, instructions from on high kind of to run? Is that how you would put it? It's exactly right. Yeah. You want to tell a little bit about that? Yeah, th there was a source um, that said Tim had reached out to this source and said that actually Christ had let Tim know that he was supposed to run for the Senate. The second coming was going to happen very, very soon. And I guess it was important that Tim run and that he should announce his candidacy on 1010. So that was an interesting piece of information that all of us in the podcasting world went, oh, okay, now it's going to get really interesting. That is very different. Little did we know it would get even more interesting. It, it, <laughs> so isn't, it, isn't it good to see the modern church is as absolutely crazy as the <laughs> early church? Because <laughs> this story just gets weirder way. and weirder as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's funny because in the podcasting world, like I said, we're like, okay, this is what we're going to focus on. Oh, wait, now there's this. Wait a minute. What about, wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know where this bottomless pit ends. I have no idea. So while we were all kind of mulling that around and how interesting that was, um, this, you know, celestial calling to run and all this, um, suddenly on Friday, September 15th, uh, Vice Magazine, released an explosive article on Tim Ballard, which included a statement from the Director of Media Relations for the LDS Church. The statement condemned Tim Ballard, and it attempts to disassociate the LDS Church, and specifically Elder Ballard, M. Russell Ballard, um, from any involvement with Tim Ballard. And here's the title of the article. It's Mormon Church Denounces Tim Ballard's Morally Unacceptable activities. That's a pretty charged title right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it says there, a church spokesman tells Vice News that Ballard betrayed his friendship with a powerful leader who never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interest. That's an important statement. Keep that in mind, uh, because we're, we're going to hit some of those Things, But this is just completely unheard of for the church yeah. to go right after a guy like this, uh, Tim Ballard, who is beloved by Mormons all over because of this movie. Uh, mm -hmm. They see a Mormon who has stepped forward and made what they see as a huge difference. He's out saving children. They're all jumping behind this movement. And he's going to be their senator. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, here comes a, we denounce, he's morally unacceptable. Right. He's using uh, apostles' names without their without their permission. This is this is just a punch in his face. And to to a lot of uh, right-wing uh, Mormons who, uh, exactly. you know, now you're, now you're uh, involving their politics with their religion. And boy, now it's going to get really interesting. Uh, and keep in mind- this came out before the latest news that we just talked about. So at the exactly. time, 
Nobody had any idea what it was that was morally unacceptable that they were talking about because the, the, the vice story hadn't come out yet. But this story also has some, uh, some question marks about how this was released. Do you want to cover that a little bit? Yeah, I think maybe we should. We actually are going to dive in and we're going to read through this very quickly, stopping to make certain points. But the timeline, as you can see, is just so quick. Wednesday, you know, Romney's not running. Reyes is not running. Suddenly alluded to that Tim is is running. We hear behind the scenes that he's been commanded from on high to run. Suddenly, boom, this article comes out, you know, with all kinds of allegations against him and an actual statement from the church. Like Landon said, that they haven't condemned people like this, I think, since the DNC, right? When all the apostles were condemning each other publicly. You're a bootlegger. You're a counterfeiter. <laughs> You're a womanizer. Yeah, they were always throwing those back and forth. We haven't seen anything like this. I don't think since the DNC. That's why it just struck everybody um, in a different way. For post-Mormons, we were like, this is very interesting. For faithful Mormons, I think shook and stunned. And as we read through this, we will get a sense of why, perhaps. So, um, I'll start if that's okay, Landon. And I think we do have some slides to kind of, oh, you know what? We should talk about this next. Okay. Yeah. Before we read the actual article, I forgot about this. So the day after that statement or the article in Vice comes out with a statement from the church denouncing Tim, Saturday the 16th, the very next, next day, an emotional video is shown on Fox 13. I encourage everyone to look it up. Um, in which Tim Ballard questions the validity of the LDS's church's statement. Like I alluded to, a lot of faithful members, including Tim, are saying, this doesn't sound right to me. And the video, uh, he attempts to give evidence of his close connection to Elder Ballard, who is one of the 12 apostles. So in the video, um, he says, you know, no, we're together, we're friends. He's like a grandfather to me. I have no idea where the statement come, came from, alluding to a distance um, or that Elder Ballard had nothing to do with uh, Tim Ballard. Um, you really need to watch the video. <laughs> it's I think we, we had empathy for him, you know, as he felt completely uh, stunned, like yeah, a truck had run over him by how his... Yep. Church had come out against him. And again, like I said, we've never seen anything like this. We've seen people excommunicated through the proper channels, church, you know, through the church channels, the bishop, the stake president. I don't think we've ever seen an individual, an individual member of the church called out publicly in a statement, you know, through another news source, Vice Magazine. So yeah. everybody had a whole channel bunch of two, questions. Channel 2, Channel 5, none yeah. of those are the right channels yeah. <laughs> to tell somebody that uh, no. you've been dis disowned from your church. <laughs> no, it has to be Vice Magazine. That's where they do. You know, they used to they used to put excommunications in the newspaper back in the day. I've seen some of those. That would just be the headline and the list of names is who, who was excommunicated. And, and I'm old enough to remember when they used to announce it, like, over the pulpit in priesthood meeting, not in sacrament meeting, but in priesthood. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was from primary trying to go to the bathroom. So I was walking through the back of the chapel and priesthood meeting was happening. And they announced over the pulpit, so-and-so has been excommunicated. It was the dad of one of my friends. I will never forget that. So it used to be very, very public. They don't do that anymore. And again, even that is through church channels. This is not, this is a magazine, right? So this is just a magazine, has, a magazine that has had some critical uh, articles about the church. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. Uh, you know, again, uh, why go there? Why are, isn't this in the church news or the Deseret news? That's some of the stuff yeah. we'll talk about here. 
We will talk about that. And, and again, you can see why Tim would be very confused. And this video, in a sense, is heartbreaking. You, you feel for him as a faithful Latter-day Saint. Can't even imagine that his church is treating him like this or doing this to him out of the blue. And so, of course, you go to the place that says, this is not right. There's something wrong here. This isn't even real. This isn't even really from the church which I think a lot of people arrived at. So, okay, let's go to our next slide. I think that's the slide that announces, oh, it's a Trexmo, of course, because as the title says, it wouldn't be Mormonish without a Trexmo. And again, I have to say that in Tim's video, he says things like, "Would," and he's speaking to a group of his followers and his supporters, and he says, is this something our church would do? And you can hear the people in the crowd going, no, no, it's not. Is this the way our church would behave? or treat another person, and everyone in the crowd is like, no. Well, of course, we had to make a Trexmo about that, so I don't need to read the Trexmo, Landon. <laughs> yeah, so the man says, I don't get it. This isn't how my church treats people, to which uh, another man responds, Tim, have you ever talked to anyone from the ex-Mormon or LBGTQ community? He says, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because some of the rest of us have had experiences where that is more believable treatment, I think. So, all right. So now we're going to get to the Vice article itself, because I think it is just really important to go through it really quickly and then just, you know, stop on the points that we want to make, because it's almost like you can't make this up. Don't you kind of feel like that, Landon? Like oh. you literally cannot make this up. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this is some this is some fun stuff here. Uh, it, it is. So I can start and read the first part of the article that appeared in Vice. Now, this was last Friday. OK, this is prior to what we read at the beginning of the podcast, because that was breaking news. We wanted to hit that first. So this was last Friday. So it's called Mormon Church denounces Tim Ballard's morally unacceptable activities. So it says a church spokesman tells Vice News that Ballard Betray is, am I starting in the right place, Landon? Yep. Is that what you have? Okay. Yep. A church spokesman tells Vice News that Ballard betrayed his friendship with a powerful leader who never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interests. So that's kind of the subtitle of what's going to happen. So documents obtained by Vice News show anti-trafficking activist Tim Ballard claimed that a revered and powerful figure in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints played a secret central role in Operation Underground Railroad, or OUR, the organization Ballard founded. Um, insiders who spoke to federal and local investigators as part of a since-closed, okay, Landon is correct, since-closed, criminal inquiry described Ballard claiming that OUR and his personal business ventures were backed by the senior member of the church's second highest leadership body and part of a larger mission to use, and this is important, part of a larger mission to use the anti-trafficking cause to bring Americans to the Mormon faith, or in his words, lead them to the covenant. Tim is fully convinced that he is supposed to be the Mormon Messiah and lead people back to the church. Read notes from an interview between criminal investigators and a former OUR higher up. What do you think about that? That was the first kind of revelation. What? <laughs> this is stunning because what what it basically says is this organization was not about saving kids. It was about saving souls. Their mission was to get uh, a, a lot of publicity, a lot of credit uh, for doing these type of missions to go and save children. But the ultimate intent of this was, uh, according to this investigation, uh, to bring Americans to the Mormon faith. 
And you see, as a result, they put this big movie out, Sound of Freedom, which was a surprise blockbuster, and everyone's talking about it, and it's very Mormon-led, Mormon-centric, and a lot of Christians are hopping on board. Mm -hmm. And Tim mm -hmm. Ballard, it said, according to the investigation, Tim Ballard felt like he was a new messiah whose job it was to bring all Americans into the fold of Mormonism, and he was going to do it through this organization by going out and trying to save sex trafficking kids. But that was just the front cover to actually bringing people to the Mormon church. This is just mind-blowing. <laughs> it is. So just using... Uh... You know, people that are attracted to this organization, they're attracted to the mission, they want to help, which is an absolutely valid, valid thing to do, of course. But then the, you know, behind the scenes uh, concept is that, you know, become more attracted to Mormonism, um, become brought into the covenant, lead them into the covenant or Mormonism. And Tim was the one to do it. So that right there first page of the article was uh, a revelation to all of us. We had no idea that that was the idea going on behind the scenes. But that, to me, explains why senior leadership in the church would be on board, would be interested in this, if this really was, you know, sort of the hidden concept behind all of it. Uh, so then it says, but now a spokesman, spokesperson for the church tells Vice News that while the apostle in question, President M. Russell Ballard, was once close to Tim, to whom he is not related, despite their sharing a last name. That part makes it so confusing, doesn't it, Lance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how to do it. Should we say E. Ballard and T. Ballard? You know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, who he is not related to, despite their sharing a last name, the OUR founder betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of Ballard, President Ballard's name for Tim's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. Okay, and again, that's that phrase. And at this point in this article, everyone's reading it on Friday going, what does that mean? Is it using the name that's morally unacceptable? Is there more? We didn't know. We had no idea until the statement came out today, which we think maybe now addresses that. So uh, do you want to read the next part then, Landon? Uh, yeah. Um, Elder Ballard's relationship with Tim Ballard is, the church spokesman told Vice News, in the past. They did not specify what activity was regarded as morally uh, unacceptable. Tim Ballard did not respond to a detailed request for comment. OUR provided a statement, which is reproduced in full below. So this is the statement from uh, Underground Railroad, the organization he founded but has since left. The unusually public denunciation of Tim Ballard is particularly newsworthy at this moment. He left ORU earlier this year following an internal investigation into employing complaints about his conduct at virtually the same moment that Sound of Freedom, a fictionalized version of his purported child rescuing exploits, became a surprise box office hit. He has since begun promoting a new anti-trafficking organization, the Spear Fund. Uh, a, a, a fictionalized version of his child rescuing exploits. Is that how you remembered Sound of Freedom? Uh, I. Well, I didn't see Sound of Freedom. I chose not to see it. I have a lot of relatives that saw it and posted about it, but I certainly read with interest all the articles where they did a deep dive into documentation around the events and pretty much said this is completely fictionalized. And I think that's what you posted uh, for your family members to see and got a lot of attack 
back on that. So no, I didn't see it, and you didn't see it either, did you? I didn't so, see it, but it, it was it it was purported as based on a true life story. Right. Uh, and right. the reality is it was almost all fiction, you know, with exactly. a few little parts mixed in there. And uh, and, yeah. and that's OK for a movie, except for at the end of the movie, they started telling people to go out and donate to this cause. Right. So they're using this to drive donations to a cause to help uh, to, to help the this this issue, which which is fine in itself. But when you're not telling a full story and you're sensationalizing it and fictionalizing it and then telling people to donate when you've tugged at their heart that to me is 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 not really morally acceptable uh if there's plenty of true stories you can tell that you don't have to fictionalize in this case why go to this fictionalized story to t to tell this uh cuz it made tim tim ballard was the hero in the movie yeah, the main character the was main based character. on his life, his supposedly based on his life. So that's life. why you heard Sean Reyes say a hero and a warrior right. because a he supposedly did all of these things. And so to me, that's right. disingenuous. It is. And there had been some questions about the practices, you know, although the intent was absolutely important um, to rescue children, there had been some questions about the practices that were brought up. And and we had heard people say there are more legitimate organizations that you can donate to that could help in this arena than this one. But because the movie was so popular, they made it very easy to donate here. So and, and I think you even came across family members that said, we don't care if it's fictionalized. The story is important and the cause is important, which I'm not going to argue with that at all, none of us are saying that, but just a lot of mystery and concern perhaps around the organization and true intents and if it really is doing what it says that it's trying to do. Yeah, the Elizabeth Smart Foundation originally was yeah. connected with mm -hmm. these guys and as soon as they realized what was going on, they pulled out. Exactly. That was a big tell for me. Yeah, because I, I trust them. I think they're a very reputable organization, the Elizabeth Smart Foundation. So, yeah, they parted ways very quickly. Yeah, so, which, which shows you that, that you know, story. they they feared losing credibility being associated with this with this organization. OK, yeah, so we'll true. go on. But he is also said by many Utah uh, uh, insiders. Uh, I want to make sure I. Uh, read this all right okay yep, um, yep no, that's right you're right but he, he is also said by many utah insiders to be weighing a run for senate speculation that was given more weight by a recent statement from sean reyes the utah attorney general who's also a longtime friend and supporter reyes wrote what he would not wrote that he would not be running for senate allowing an opportunity for a dear friend of mine who is a great conservative patriot and warrior to run and serve as the next senator from utah Reyes said that person would announce their run in the coming days. You want to take over there? Yeah, I can read from there. So that's kind of what we went over before. Um, so, and again, all this happened so quickly. <laughs> like this article is talking about things that happened the day before. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. They seem to have all their ducks in a row. It was very like lined quickly. up. Yeah, yeah. It was lined up. Ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah, which looking back at it, we're like, this is very unusual, the way it all just happened with that timeline, just literally within, you know, a two day timeline. So um, the article goes on to say the documents obtained by Vice News through a public records request are from a now closed criminal investigation 
into OUR conducted jointly by a Utah County attorney and the FBI. So, okay, several people, according to the documents, described exceptionally close ties between the two Ballards. Elder Ballard, who is in his 90s, is the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, an extremely senior position within the church, and is viewed by faithful Mormons as a profound spiritual and moral authority. People familiar with OUR's operations had previously told Vice News that Tim Ballard has sometimes claimed that Elder Ballard personally urged him to quit his previous job at Homeland Security Investigations to found OUR. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting, too. So, so everything we're reading, this insider information, is from a public records request from an investigation, a prior investigation, into OUR that's now been closed. That's right. And this was done, uh, this was done by Davis County. Uh, Davis County said, saw some of these things happening and they, they opened an investigation, which then turned into a federal investigation. So both the county and the FBI conducted this investigation of OUR, the, of this organization that he uh, started and that's running these child trafficking uh, missions to save, save the children. Uh, and and the county attorney felt that it was disingenuous some of the things they were doing to get money at, by the stories they were telling that were highly fictionalized, and so that's why they started the investigation. Um, yeah, and evidently, so. Elder Ballard and and Tim Ballard, according to the the investigation, they were very close. Uh, he he's the one. Elder Ballard's the one who encouraged him to start this organization, according to to these sources. During the exactly. And that's that's going to kind of come back to bite them later in the article. There's some depth. People are seeing it definitely in two different ways. Yes. There's a he said, she said, or a Ballard said, Ballard said situation going on. So let's put up our next slide, if I can remember which one it is for our next paragraph, because here's um, let's see. It's not OK. It's not that one. Um, I think it's the next one. Nope. The next one. Yeah, there we go. Is that the right one? Yes. Um, let me see. Isn't that funny? No, I guess not go back because it just touches on it. We'll go back. Okay. So yeah. the next paragraph is, uh, the ties between Tim Ballard and Elder Ballard described in the documents are numerous and occasionally bizarre involving claimed business arrangements, blessings, and even a psychic who claimed to be able to communicate with the prophet Nephi, <laughs> who, according to the Book of Mormon, had been dead for thousands of of years. So here's the sentence just in this article. And all of us kind of went, wait, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. And again, this information is all found in these public records request documents from this investigation that is now closed. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Allegations from a former OUR higher up, as well as text messages contained in the documents obtained by, uh, obtained by Vice News suggests that Tim Ballard and an associate represented Elder Ballard as a partner in a for-profit business called Slave Stealers, which was pitched as a way to control OUR and other nonprofits. It was apparently viewed as part of a scheme that would allow Tim Ballard to monetize the notoriety he gained through his off-exaggerated exploits. So that's kind of a summary of what we're going to delve into a little bit later. But again, do you have anything to say about the documents that revealed this very unusual uh, uh, interaction with a psychic and Nephi? And... This, this just blew my mind. Um, so what we have right now is a person who is has just been 
not not nominated, but basically, uh, you know, hey, this is our guy put up as this is our guy who's going to run for the U.S. Senate. And we find out that he's been under a criminal investigation uh, for the way he was conducting his business. And that he was seeing a psychic who was visiting with Nephi to tell him where to go for these missions. And that this was all supported by the acting uh, head of the 12, 12 apostles, Elder Ballard. And at least that at least that's the allegation here. Um, and, and, and that's that disputed creating... later. That's disputed later, of course. But yeah, you it's read disputed. it that way, sort of, yeah. But he goes and he starts a four-business organization called Slave Stealers that's going to oversee and control the not-for-profit organizations like OUR. Now, this, to me, has church written all over it. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really familiar when you take non-profit money and somehow launder it and funnel it into for-profit. And I think it'll get more into that as the article. Like I said, this paragraph is kind of a summary that just left us going, what is happening? We can't even fathom this. And a really good point that Landon brought up is, so it's known uh, that he sees a psychic and he's directed by Nephi and he has this criminal investigation um, and these allegations, and yet... Uh, Sean Reyes still says, this is a great guy. I'm going to support him to run for the Senate. So I don't know if Sean was aware of these things or he was aware and was okay with it and still thinks he'd make a great senator. To me, I'm confused by that. He he knew, and we'll find out how he knew, um, which just blows my mind. How can the attorney general of the state of Utah <laughs> promote a man who is visiting with psychics, visiting with Nephi, and saying the Savior is going to come again as the next senator for the state of Utah. Well, he now, knows now that he's been under investigation, and he knows that he's been visiting with a psychic, which we'll talk about a little bit. Well, now, but think about this: Joseph Smith w- was doing all the things you just mentioned, and he ran for president. Yeah, that's so a good there point. is a historical precedent <laughs> for the whole thing. Okay, uh, let's run back our slides a little bit. We're kind of going back and forth because the article's all over the place. So uh, Tim Ballard also claimed, according to the documents, that Elder Ballard maintained close contact with him during at least one disastrous overseas mission, which was based on information obtained by the psychic medium, because that's what Landon was alluding to, that uh, where they would search, where the child was being held, Nephi would relay that information through a psychic to the organization through Tim Ballard um, and aimed at rescuing a missing child. Ballard said the Mormon elder blessed him and his wife Catherine beforehand and that Elder Ballard received real-time updates from on the ground. So again, here you have a Ballard said versus Ballard said. Uh, you're pretty close if Elder Ballard is giving you a blessing before you set out on this journey directed by Nephi and also is going to be getting real-time updates of what's going on in the mission. And again, this is what Tim is saying in these documents. I think Elder Ballard would say, no, that's not correct. But again, it's a you know, it's a back and forth. We don't know. It's very interesting. So now we're going to get into the actual statement from the church. Okay. So typically when you see a statement from the church, it's in the church newsroom, or maybe there's a response to something, but it's not like a statement. It's just kind of a little response. So this was very different. We have never seen anything like this. Um, This is the LDS church's statement in the Vice Magazine article. The statement was made by Doug Anderson, 
the Director of Media Relations for the LDS Church. Now, typically when we see statements, they are usually put out by Eric Hawkins. I bet that name sounds familiar. You're used to seeing that in all of the media that you see. And he is the managing director of church communicate of the church communications department. Um, so Eric would be, you know, at one level, Doug is is a, a, a lower level, would you say, Landon, than the managing director? Yeah, he's yeah, the director he's of two steps yeah, down or something. But like that. still an official spokesperson for the church. So this statement only appeared in the magazine article, and it did not appear on the LDS Church's official newsroom site, which, as soon as I read it in the article, I instantly went to the church newsroom site, because so many things were so different about this, and the way it was presented, and who presented it, and what it said, I almost didn't believe it. The last time I did that is when um, the November 5th uh, policy came out. I read that, and I thought, this has got to be a joke. And I went to the church website. And of course, unfortunately there, we all saw that that was actually, you know, a statement and that was going to be a real thing. So this is really fascinating. Landon, would you like to read um, the actual statement that appeared in Vice Magazine? Here it is. In response to a detailed request for comment on these matters, a spokesperson for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints sent a statement which reads in full. Now, I'm going to break just a second. They did not name the person, but since we've, uh, it's been in some of the articles who the spokesperson was. So that Correct. was another reason this seemed a little suspicious. Why aren't they saying who the spokesman is for mm -hmm. the church? Mm -hmm. President ba here's Here's the statement. President Ballard and Tim Ballard, no relation, established a friendship a number of years ago. That friendship was built on a shared interest in looking after God's children wherever they are and without regard to their circumstance. However, that relationship is in the past. For many months, sounds like- Wait, stop. Months, <laughs> Wait, President, stop. They Wait, stopped. stop. <laughs> that, that relationship was in the past for many months, right? For many months. Yep. This, A few months, three months ago. For the last two or three months, Wait, they haven't exactly. been talking at all. Although all the things, all the morally unacceptable things he's accused of, happened long before they weren't uh, weren't friends anymore. Exactly. Um, I'm sorry I stopped you. I just think that's so funny. It reminds me of just shy of your 15th yes. birthday, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're making it sound like they haven't been friends for, for right. a time here. It's been at least a few months. It's been forever. <laughs> okay, go ahead. For many for, months. For many months, President Ballard has had no contact with the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. The nature of that relationship was always in support of vulnerable children being abused, trafficked, and otherwise neglected. Once it became clear Tim Ballard had betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable, President Ballard withdrew his association. President Ballard never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interests. In addition, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR, Tim Ballard, or any project associated with them. President Ballard loves children all over the world. It has been his mission and life's work to look after them, care for them, and point them to their Savior. 
So that's the statement that everybody read. And as I said, no one had ever seen anything like that. I mean, it's a condemnation right there in the middle of the article. It says it's coming from the LDS church. Um, many people were suspicious or confused because we've never seen anything like that. And also confused by, I kind of pulled out that little part right there where it says, if you can read that land. And we were confused about what that even meant. Um, where, where at in, betrayed in, their friendship, that one little phrase. Oh yeah. He said betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of president Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. Right. We weren't sure if they meant that using the name was morally unacceptable. If there was more morally unacceptable activities, it just left it extremely vague. We don't, you know, what has Tim done? What exactly are the charges against him? What exactly are they trying to say? And everybody was extremely confused and suspicious over that. Yeah, um, it, and it's it's interesting to note that they state that uh, that the church has never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR. Um, you went online to see if that were the case, and what did you find? Yeah, me and everybody else. Yeah. You know, we know that things tend to disappear. And this is what happened very quickly, almost as we were screen grabbing things. Um, things were scrubbed. On the left, there's an article there. What is the title of that, Landon? Again, I can't uh, see. Th this, is, this is actually on LD, the, the church's yep. website. This came right yep. off of the Dot church's org. website. And yep. it's an article called Saving Children, Tim Ballard and Operation mm -hmm. Underground Railroad. And mm -hmm. I know it's small, but if you if you look down through it and you were able to zoom in on it, what you'd find is at the very bottom, it has a link to the OUR webpage so that you can go learn more about them. I don't know how you can say that you've never endorsed or supported them when on your webpage, you have a full-length story about them with a link to go to them and once you get there, of course, you can donate uh, right. their page. So they say they've never had that. And yet right on their web page, there it is. Yeah. Well, not also... for long, because as soon as I grabbed those pictures and I actually posted the link different places, and then I started getting messages, hey, the link is gone, page not found, as you see right there. And I said, fear not, I took pictures. So there it is. Um, there was another article, it was actually, I believe, in the Ensign, I think, and you could find it through the church website and that actually detailed the story of that Haiti trip, the one where uh, allegedly Elder Ballard gave the blessing and it was directed by Nephi, which apparently went kind of horribly wrong. Um, there was some kind of disastrous things that happened on that trip. So you have articles in different places. Um, just this morning in that uh, video that Tim Ballard put out saying, this is not my church. I don't believe it. He said, I have made you know, thousands of dollars for Deseret Book and the church. And so I thought, hmm. and yes, indeed, as of this morning, um, there are still things for sale on Deseret Book a website, uh, his book, and then several of his a podcast, and I think a video are available. So those have not been removed yet. And those are, are absolutely still there. So I, the church I think, doesn't just publish any book. <laughs> oh, no, no. In fact, you know, I know of people that, you know, situations where they were supposed to have something published and then they came out and said some things on social media and the church said, nope, can't have it published anymore. So they definitely curate what's there. Very particular, special items, you know, only for the LDS audience. So, so yeah, it was interesting to see the post-Mormons 
kind of going out there and just grabbing what they could, as we call it, going down the memory hole before it disappears. So there definitely appeared to be at least implied endorsement because stories of Tim, stories of his organization were on the actual church website itself. So, and I think there's more than this. These are just two examples that we're showing. But, you know, Tim alluded to all of that in his video. You know, that was, if you watch his video, that's what he's saying. He's asking people and his followers, you know, didn't you see me and Elder Ballard together? Uh, son, didn't Elder Ballard set you apart for your mission? You know, he's just kind of desperately trying to say what they're saying is not correct. And he even said, I don't believe that statement comes from the church. You know, that's how suspicious everybody was. Tim himself did not believe that that statement came from the church and in fact said, I would never heard anything from my bishop. I've never heard anything from my state president where you would typically think that maybe a disciplinary, you know, kind of a, a channel would be. He said, I've never heard any of this. So I empathize with him. I would probably not believe it either. So well, it obviously before, uh, you know, uh, publicly castrating you in front of the entire world that your church leaders would at least have the decency to have you, yeah. have your bishop or your stake president call yeah. you in and ask you about these accusations before they right. j just did this. And, uh, you know, it going into vice news is really suspicious. Why would the church put out something to vice magazine when they have their whole own media outlets yeah. with which they could release it to me is when I read this, I'm going, well, they want, they don't want to attack Tim Ballard, who's so loved by their members. They don't want to personally attack him. So instead, they're going to give this to Vice News and let them take out their boy, right. them do the dirty work. Yeah. So they get to keep their hands clean while all of this stuff is breaking in Vice magazine. That's exactly. that was my initial thought. Uh, no, me, me too. They need the information out there. It's important to distance themselves right away, quickly. I believe, I mean, if you look at the timeline based on the fact that, okay, it's out that he might run now, they're going to start looking into more things. They might come across this relationship and it can be really dicey for us. We need the information out. We can't be the ones that put it out. So we're going to go through this very suspect channel. It kind of reminds me of the gospel topic essays, you know, Landon yeah. and I do the series with the BYP. They needed that information out there. Didn't put a name on it didn't really announce it, kind of hid it on the church website. They need the information out, but they can't have their stamp or their fingerprints on it. And so, of course, it causes complete confusion. And among the faithful members, oh, my goodness, people do not believe it. They're like, who is this person that put the statement out? We don't know who this is from. We don't know what this is. Something has happened. You know, somebody has hacked the church. I mean, all these things that we were reading, nobody, Tim was not the only one that didn't believe it. Let's just it, say that. It, it's so. a lower level PR guy too in the church, yeah. not their main yep. guy. So someone not who the they can one. always, uh, you know, he's sacrificial lamb if anything goes wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, this didn't go well. He, you know, they can, they yeah. can sacrifice that, him. That was a question too that we had, depending on how things develop. And we'll keep reading through this. Is he like a clone company manager where, you know, when the fines come and the fingers are pointed, you can just, they're very expendable, right? Very yeah. expendable and they can take the blame. So, okay, let's go back into the article here. There's just so many twists and turns and so many just theories on how, why things happen and where it's going. There's just almost no end. 
So in an email to Sean Reyes, the Utah Attorney General, Troy Rawlings, a prosecutor in Davis County, Utah, whose office carried out the now closed investigator investigation into OUR, wrote that he had somewhere between 10,000 pages. Let's go back to our crystal ball slide while we read this. Um, 10,000 pages of psychic readings. So this is from that investigation that is closed, but 10,000 pages. Um, those were conducted by Janet Rusan, a psychic medium who talks to dead Mormon leaders, particularly a Mormon prophet from 600 BC named Nephi to get intel. Rawlings wrote, that's the investigator, Rusan declined to comment on her work with OUR when reached by Vice News. Rawlings did not respond to a request um, for comment. Rawlings made it clear, and again, Rawlings is the investigator or the prosecutor. Uh, prosecutor. Yes. Uh, prosecutor, sorry. Prosecutor Rawlings made it clear that he thought donors to OUR would be dismayed by the idea that its paramilitary missions were guided by a psychic and a deceased Mormon prophet. Donors were not made aware that Nephi, via Mr. Rusan, is the key piece of OUR operation intelligence he added. Now, I'm not so sure he's right, though. I'm not so sure he's right. I know a lot of Mormons who <laughs> are totally on board with the idea that a, you know, prophet could could come back and give special information or revelation. Don't you think? I don't know that he's right. Uh, that could be. But I, I think uh, that his point is, is that that should be made public in your yeah. offerings. Uh, in the yeah. movie, I didn't see the movie either. I'm wondering, was there a scene where he went to a psychic and Nephi appeared and said, go and do the things the Lord hath commanded. <laughs> well, and he went, I, I must go to Haiti. Movie. And then, <laughs> you know, middle of the night, scene. Russell Ballard gets a call. It's on the operations on get to the situation room. And Russell Ballard rushes yeah. to the church operations room and goes, Go, Tim, it's a go. And he monitors it's a go. the satellites go. Over. Wow, you are writing this whole script right here as we talk. <laughs> well, but that is the big question. Did Elder Ballard know that this was being directed by Nephi? And that opens up a whole other line of discussion. And I don't think that can be proven in any way. But then again, if you listen to what Tim's saying, he knew blow by blow what was going on. So the next paragraph. But, but, but before you go on the next paragraph, this gets this gets very this this goes deep because it's not just yeah. Elder Ballard. Now we've got Sean Reyes, the Attorney yeah. General of the State of Utah. That's who these. That's who these were sent to, these emails. So Troy oh, that's Rollins, true. the he prosecutor, says to yeah. the attorney general, Sean Reyes, who I don't know how Sean Reyes gets to be involved in this investigation when he's best friends with Tim Ballard and financing this operation. But Troy Rollins sends him 10,000 pages of documents saying this guy says he sees Nephi and is a psychic. And Sean Reyes now supports the man for the U.S. Senate. And he's involved yeah, with this organization, and all of a sudden the charges turn into nothing. They 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 don't go okay. anywhere. When the Utah State Attorney General is involved in this, he should have been removed from this whole investigation. He should not have been participating in it. This thing stinks to high heaven, no matter how. Yeah, you no, that is very interesting because I yeah, you're right. About 15 minutes ago, I said, could we prove that Sean Reyes knew knew? But this does. If he read those 10,000 documents, he knew that Tim was influenced by Nephi through a psychic, and yet still thought that this would be a 
good choice for somebody to run for the Senate. So again, it's twisting my mind into not. So, okay, uh, I'll read this next one and then you can read the next one. Uh, criminal investigators were interested in the nexus between Rusan, that's the psychic, Tim Ballard and the church, as we all are interested in that relationship. One document the Vice News obtained is a memo describing an interview between an FBI special agent and a Davis County investigator and a former OUR development director, whom we are not naming at her request. This person, um, and this is a person from OUR, said she had not heard that Janet, the psychic, was ever vetted or vouched for by the LDS church. The memo reads, but stated, that Tim blurred the lines and would frequently say, I told Elder, Elder Ballard all about it. So again, it's that he said, Ballard said, Ballard said. Tim is saying that he's letting Elder Ballard know every step of the way and alludes to the fact that he's letting him know about the psychic and Nephi. Um, of course, the church would want to stay very far away from that. I mean, I think there are two issues here that the church, it would be disastrous if they really got out and got legs. And that's any allegation of, you know, the misconduct, like we read at the beginning. And then also this part, <laughs> the dead prophets, the psychic, the involvement with apostles being on board with that, you know, both of those things are just disastrous as far as, you know, PR wise for the church, don't you think? But you can see why they'd go right to Vice News and le leak this out. Uh, and that's what I'm saying through those channels. Yes. And absolutely. again, we have to think this is He's running for Utah State Senator. Nobody yep. runs for Utah State Senator until they first have the blessing of the church. Yeah. Um, so you know yep. that he's seeking the blessing of the church and they go, oh my gosh. But th this records request had to have been submitted weeks, months before. So the timing of this that, that uh, uh, Romney says, I'm not running. Reyes says, I'm not running. Tim Ballard steps up and says he's running. And 24 hours later, a news article comes out yeah. with all of this information about Tim Ballard. And right after that, the, the church comes out with their allegate, you know, with the allegations. And the next day, the Vice News comes out again with another incriminating that he's involved in sexual harassment. Everybody seemed to know this information. Yeah, uh, it does seem really. It seems really contrived and prepared, like almost just waiting, just waiting there, you know, to kind of pounce out the article as soon as there was any rumblings that he was going to run, because then everything would become very, very public. Do you think that's that's it, this, an accurate way to look at it? This reminds me of John D. Lee at the Mount Meadows Massacre. Oh, everything the goes information up to the Mount Meadows. Is there. The church, I, I'm guessing Vice News reached out to the church to ask for comments on this. They realized what was going to happen, and they distanced themselves immediately. They knew Ballard was very close to Tim Ballard. They knew Ballard had participated in some of this, and that they're now going to immediately distance themselves and start a PR offensive, because that's what the church does. Destroy the person, protect the apostle. That's always the way the church wow. is run. And that's what we're seeing. That's what happened with John D. Lee. Sacrifice John D. Lee, protect Brigham Young at any cost. And that seems to be what's uh, what's happening here. Uh, now, wow. all roads the, lead to the Mountain saying, Meadows. Yes, all roads lead. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, that Tim Ballard didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm just saying that this 
seems to be the appearance that is very orchestrated right it and, was and, orchestrated yeah yeah and you know even the the allegations of the sexual misconduct you know that seems like they they were aware of that sort of maybe sitting on that i mean they had to possibly have been aware of the investigations to begin with and i even found some data um kind of an insider source that said the church was made aware of some of those allegations by the women um, from the women's bishops. Now, this is just, you know, an inside source. It's just alleged. But uh, this person said, oh, yeah, the bishops that some of these women were working with had then gone and sent it up the chain like they would. So the church must have said, oh, my oh, my gosh, you know, it's it's this. And this, none of this can be tied. None of this can come anywhere close to us or our apostles. We have to go on the offensive right away. And that's why I think the timeline, right? So quickly, just yeah. boom, 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 day after day. So, okay. Um, I hope all of you will weigh in in the comments and stuff and let us know how you see all this unfold. Because, you know, we've been chewing on this for a long time, days and days, like trying to sort this out and, you know, very convoluted. Okay. Uh, can you hit the next paragraph? Yeah. You so can think further, where we are. There we are. Okay. Further, according to the former development director's statements, this is the development director of, uh, of OUR uh, to investigators. Tim Ballard claimed that Elder Ballard was involved in Liberty 89, a business in Utah whose registered agent is Tim Ballard, according to public filings. At a meeting with Tim Ballard and a group of his associates who claimed to have visions and special intelligence of the second coming, the former development director said, she was made aware that this adventure had to do with God calling Tim Ballard to restore America to the covenant. Did this not raise any alarms with the director of OUR when everyone's in Utah. and special intelligence of the second coming? Uh, you no, know, and, and I have to tell my story now here. So I inadvertently ended up at a Tim Ballard event. I was invited a couple years ago on the 4th of July to an event at a wealthy um, LDS uh, person's home. And I was invited to come hear some musical numbers um, with some friends that were going to be performing. I had no idea what it was. And it turned out to be one of these patriotic events Tim Ballard was the keynote speaker. Um, he was handing out copies of the Constitution. I definitely remember him using the word, you know, restore to the covenant. In fact, there was a, a very, very kind of strange thing about ice cream. And if you wanted ice cream, you had to sign a manifesto about returning America to the covenant. And I was kind of torn. I'm like, I really like ice cream, but should I really <laughs> sign the manifesto? And it's America. I I, yeah, no, I definitely got the weird vibe. And I have to say that I did sign the manifesto. In fact, I took a picture of my hand signing it. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just want ice cream. Looking back, that was probably morally the wrong choice. But ice cream, I'll do anything for ice cream. But yeah, definitely a vibe of recruitment, of, you know, gird up your loins, America, the covenant, patriotism, Captain second coming, <laughs> Captain Moroni. It was literally all there. And, and I'm just saying that I had a vibe. It was just very different. I didn't know a lot about Tim Ballard or anything. I, I walked away with two pocket-sized copies of the Constitution, some ice cream, and I sold my soul to the manifesto. But yeah, it was, it was a very unusual event. Also, I will say there were some high-level, uh, more wealthy Mormons there, if I can say that. No one that I recognize from leadership, but definitely a certain caliber of Mormons were there at this event. And it definitely seemed like they all were on the same 
page with things, you know what I mean? Kind of a, mm -hmm, you know, and I was like, I don't, what's happening? Where's the ice cream? <laughs> you know? I did not belong there. That's for sure. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, but as I understand it, there are fundraisers like this and speeches like this happening all the time um, with this. And it seems to me, you know, it seems to me like everybody is being told the second coming is happening except for me. I'm the only one that's missing the message. Maybe you too, Landon, but it seems like everyone I know is getting this message about the second coming. And we're just, we're not in the loop. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, we were kicked out of the meeting where they tell you that he's We were coming. kicked out of the meeting. That was it. So, oh my goodness. All right. Okay. Let's continue. Here we go. Do you want it? You can keep reading. Okay. Tim was very verbal about Elder Russell Ballard's involvement. She said, Tim would say that M. Russell Ballard is a part of Liberty 89 be interesting if we could find anything on that uh, because you know this is a claim and i don't know if he was we've also heard yep. rumors that uh maybe it was uh relatives of ballard who were yeah financing this organization yeah it's true we definitely have an inside source um who says they're close to it that says that uh some rel some very close relatives of ballard are very involved in the organization and that could explain you know, encouraging Elder Ballard to continue to be involved. But again, it's a Ballard said, Ballard said. One yeah. saying yes, one saying no. We haven't verified that. We don't, you nope. know, uh, so nope. hopefully some of you out there who know about these yeah. things can try to figure out, you know, who's funding these uh, these right. groups. Liberty 89, OUR, yeah. uh, Spear, what's the other one called? Spearhead or um, Spear Fund or slave. something. Oh my gosh. Now we're forget we're yeah. podcasting too long. We're forgetting what we said 10 minutes ago. <laughs> when you get older, it happens. <laughs> no. it okay, let's see. Okay, you read that. Okay, I'll say. Okay, so next it says uh, that wasn't the only time that Tim Ballard leaned on his friendship with Elder Ballard to suggest the Mormon leader had given his support to a project before the disastrous mission to locate Gardy Mark. Gardy Marty, a missing boy whose story Tim Ballard and the OUR have over the years made central to the narrative of their fight against trafficking using intelligence gleaned from Rusan, the psychic medium. Tim Ballard reported to a group of associates that Elder Ballard had blessed the operation. Yeah, that goes along with something else I heard from somebody else that, yes, um, there were definitely situations where uh, Elder Ballard, like we said before, knew blow by blow, you know word from the ground of the operation and gave his blessing, if not an actual blessing to those involved. So again, allegedly, that's interesting. And through the whole process and all these miracles, I have reported back to Elder Ballard at least every month, sometimes more, he said, according to an investigator's transcript of a video recording of the meeting. And on the way to the airport last night, I stopped by his house and Catherine, his wife, and I spent an hour with him, Ballard, and he gave me a very powerful blessing. Catherine is Tim Ballard's wife. So yeah, that's, that kind of confirms what I had heard too. Um, and again, in that video that Tim put out where he was so confused and saying, I know my church wouldn't do this to me. He referred to Elder Ballard as like a grandfather to him. Didn't he Landon? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that close of a relationship. So um, while the mission was going on, a witness told investigators that Tim Ballard placed at least one phone call to Elder Ballard, Elder Ballard to plan the press release of rescuing Gardy. So that makes it sound like he was very involved if he was going to be involved in getting the information out to the media about yeah. the operation. That's what I said. He's sitting there in the operations room receiving, yeah. you know, satellite <laughs> images of the team 
going in to rescue the kids. I mean, you I, know, where is it? We're getting him now, now, you know. I just can't picture a nonagenarian doing that, but maybe I'm completely <laughs> wrong. I I don't um, know. Look at the last few presidents we had. They're all right in that. <laughs> and, and that's true. And if you remember, one of my favorite Saturday Night Live skits from way back in the day was about Reagan, right? Who is just like a complete, you know, doddering, falling asleep. And then in the skit, when everybody else left the room, he was like, all right, whiteboard, ops. You know, he was like, it was just an act, right? So I, I love that skit. Probably too old for any of you guys to remember. So, all right, why don't you read the next little bit? Okay, we're, we're, getting, getting, to the, the we're getting to the Navy SEALs. Get to my... the end. That's, oh, <laughs> you knew the Navy SEALs had to come in at some point. I, I'm telling you. It, when the Navy SEALs God. get involved, you're, you're really getting there. Other former OUR insiders has also gotten an earful from Tim Ballard about his ties to the Mormon power structure. According to one document in October 2020, an FBI special agent named Luke, no last name provided, and Brian Purdy, an investigator for the Davis County Attorney's Office, interviewed Dave Lopez, a former Navy SEAL who previously led the ops team at OUR. Tim said multiple times it's his job to use the sizzle of the rescue to lead people back to the Mormon covenant. Right, Lopez there we go again. Said, according to Purdy's report, Dave stated um, that, according to Tim, that's what this is all about. That's why he's doing all the movies and all the storytelling. He believes the Mormon church is actually doing that with him, that Elder M. Russell Ballard of the Mormon church is working with him on that secret agenda. He believes that it's his job to be this famous kind of celebrity, celebrity that gets everyone's attention, but then in turn leads everyone to Mormonism. Lopez told investigators that Tim Ballard had developed a Masonic view of himself. Dave said he thinks Tim is fully convinced that he is supposed to be the Mormon Messiah and lead people back to the church, the report reads. So this is the investigators in, who are doing this investigation for the with the Davis County attorney and the FBI in, interviewing the ops team leader who was an ex-Navy SEAL who's saying, yeah, Tim said that the, it was the rescue was all about getting people back to Mormonism and back to the um, to the covenant. Lopez's final break with OUR, he told investigators, came when an associate of Tim Ballard's tried to persuade him to invest in slave stealers, which would, according to a diagram drawn by Tim Ballard, on which Vice News has previously reported, control his various nonprofits, which would then promote his personal brand. Quote, take sizzle, take sizzle of the rescue, Lead them to the covenant, read a note on the diagram, an apparent reference to a plan to use OUR's highly publicized child rescue missions as a way to lead Americans to the Mormon faith. And let's and go to that slide. The yep. There <laughs> it is. Here it is. And if you look in the uh, in the corner here, right? Upper here, right hand corner. You see it says, take sizzle uh, on the rescue, lead them to the covenant. Yeah, uh, meaning kind the of the PR and the buzz and everything. And I know that um, today on Mormon Stories, oh my gosh, they did an incredible treatment of all of this. And they did have a little more information on this whiteboard um, in that it was a very clandestine meeting of very high net worth donors. They had to sign like an NDA even to participate in the meeting. And the whole it was held at a very wealthy donor's house. Was and it $250 a plate? 
Oh, no. Here we go again. Not with that. No, I think it was actually way more than that. I mean, these are extremely high-end donors. And so the whole point of the meeting, um, if you, you can't really read the whiteboard, but they're the different nonprofits um, entities associated with Tim Ballard. And it was all sort of a strategy to then funnel money from those entities into a for-profit organization sounding familiar, right? The slave stealers, but also a way to pay a lot of tithing to the LDS church. Everybody was on board. Um, everybody would get rich. And then, of course, the really important mission, many, many people would join the church. And it also said, you said, uh, uh, I didn't get to listen to the Mormon stories, but isn't somewhere on this, uh, It's it's got uh, silent uh, partner... Yeah, it looks like it has the initials of Elder Ballard and maybe like he would be, you know, a not he would be a silent partner involved there. Of course, that's open to interpretation. Um, but definitely they they were planning something. It was it was a different way. I mean, if you could look at it really cynically and saying they were going to launder money from a nonprofit into a profit and capitalize on all the fame and, and the sizzle. Uh, but again, their overarching principle seems to be to lead people to the covenant, to the church, and however you have to do that, you know, maybe it's like the bathtub baptisms, right? However you have to do it, uh, you're going to be doing it. So yeah, this there's a lot of information out there about this diagram, and actually about everything we're saying, you could Google any part of what we're talking about. And we encourage you to do that, not just to listen to us kind of, you know, speculating yeah. on different things. Although I will say that we do communicate with a lot of other podcasters and, and people that really follow this. And so, you know, there's kind of a consensus of what's happening, but we encourage all of you to, of course, look into it yourself. And especially since a lot of these things are allegations. Again, we will say this, allegations. So, okay, so, let's go on. Oh, do you have more to say about this, Landon? I'll, I'll read the last, the next two, just to finish out this story. And then, okay, and then you perfect, can take over perfect. from there. Text messages Lopez provided to investigators. So these are actual text messages mm -hmm. uh, show an associate of Tim Ballard's elaborating on the convoluted scheme. Vice News is not naming the associate because he could not be reached for comment. The text stated that partners, including Elder Ballard, would control a for-profit entity that would have main control of OUR and proposing to bring together, if necessary, Elder Ballard and a business partner of Lopez's with whom he was planning an island development. <laughs> I did not read that. This was the first time I'm seeing. There's all it always ends up in an island development. I'm not kidding. It always does. So wow. what, what what else would an apostle be doing than an island I development? Uh that that's what apostles do, we know. Uh, it says slave stealers did not in the end amount to much, nor seemingly did the plan to have it take control of OUR. All okay. right. This is this just gets more. <laughs> and these uh, yeah, text messages that the investigators <laughs> saw on this guy's telephone. So how That's right. was Elder Ballard mentioned in these? Was Elder Ballard become, you know, it could be that they're trying to say Elder Ballard's in it and sending text messages. So, you yeah. know, that could be the case. Uh, yeah. But they, they seemed awful close here. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what the statement from the church was saying, you know, is that Tim is alluding to this relationship, which in no way is like this. However, there are so many people that have come forward to say, oh, yeah, they were very close. So uh, it's very interesting to try to dissect exactly what's happening here. So uh, the relationship between the two Ballards, however, did not end there. According to the documents in August, 
2021, Purdy, the Davis County investigator and the FBI special agent referred to in documents only as Luke, interviewed the woman who worked as OUR's director of development. In that interview, the woman in question said that in 2015 through 2020 timeframe, she repeatedly met Mormon leaders in Tim Ballard's company. She said she met Elder Ballard, with whom Tim Ballard claimed to privately meet monthly in the company of Tim Ballard and Elder Ronald Rasband. Well, I'd like to go see him, give a speech. Well, you can't. <laughs> You've been banned. And We've if you don't know what we're talking that about, watch on our FM. <laughs> They're probably we're talking banned. about island developments. Who knows? <laughs> I would have liked to go to hear more about that. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Tim Ballard is in the company of Elder Ronald Rasband, who within the church had authority over Haiti, an area in which OUR has operated extensively. So that makes it sound like, you know, they were using connections through Elder Rasband, maybe to make some inroads there to rescue the children. Um, she said that, um, she said, had another meeting with both Ballards and one with Rasband, Tim Ballard and the other OUR higher ups, as well as several meetings with Elder Ballard in the VP area of OUR events. So she's saying that apostles came to the OUR facilities and met and strategized. Um, a church spokesperson indicated that Elzer Rasband has no recollection of ever meeting with Tim Ballard or his staff. Okay, so there you have it again. He's, they say it happened. A woman on the staff of OUR said it happened. The apostles in the church say it never happened. So, you know, well, I, I don't know what we can think or, or what we can know. I got to think that the, that uh, they're going to be turning over, you know, Elder Rasband's uh, schedule. So oh, yeah, his calendar. Because sure. we all know Elder Ballard has stated over yep. and over the church is as transparent as they know how to be. So oh. they're going to help out uh, for all of us to understand what's going on here. Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, at a later point, the woman said that she was, in her official work capacity, brought to a meeting with Tim Ballard's associates, where he told her that because she had shared some spiritual things, he could tell her about the secret things that he was involved in. This is Tim. Uh, this was the meeting at which Tim Ballard claimed that Elder Ballard was involved in Liberty 89. So he was confiding in this woman, uh, some of these more clandestine um areas of operation of OUR. Uh, per the report, the woman added that according to Tim Ballard, restoring America to the covenant was a big mission of his, Tim's, and that he was called of God to do this. She added that he was, in Purdy's retelling, very verbal about Russell, Elder Russell and Ballard's involvement and behind it, but added that she didn't know if she believed it. Okay, so that's interesting. So this employee sounds like she was told all the time Elder Ballard's involved, he's part of it, but she's thinking, eh, maybe it's just name dropping. I'm not sure. So it makes me wonder if, uh, I wonder if Tim has ever used the phrase, the one mighty and strong. You know, how that <laughs> phrase is always used by people like Lafferty's and people, you know, no good ever comes to people that say that they're somehow set apart as somebody that's, you know, has this uh, messianic, uh, Mission, the one mighty and strong. I don't know if he's ever used that phrase. So, okay. So uh, do we have anything more to say about that? Uh, Landon, do you want to, we're almost done here, everybody, but you have to admit the twists and turns are just incredible. And you just, 
You can't make this up. <laughs> this is better than any book you could be reading or any TV show you could be watching right now. <laughs> that's right. And we run a book club. So to say it's better than any book, I mean, that's something. So. <laughs> okay, go ahead. For now, Ballard's professional and political futures aren't certain, but he has made ambitious efforts to move himself closer to a new power structure. On Wednesday, he testified before the House Foreign Affairs Committee, where he made a highly politicized statement about the Biden administration's role in aiding human trafficking, one which proved immediately popular with right-wing right, right -wing news sites. Say that three times. Uh, <laughs> tragically, as a result of this administration's current policies, the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Health and Human Services have unwitt unwittingly become a child trafficking delivery service, Ballard said, in part. It's difficult to imagine that Ballard could successfully run for elected office after being effectively denounced by the power structure of the most powerful religion in his home state. But he has proven himself, if nothing else, to be remarkably persistent, willing to reinvent himself, to spin new stories, to seek new allies as many times as necessary. Um, why don't you finish this up? Okay. And I will say about that, I don't think they're wrong on that because he still has just an incredible fan base among the faithful Mormons and especially the more right-wing Mormons. And we're going to talk about that after we finish reading the articles. So uh, I'm saying it's not over till it's over, you know? Well, I'm, we'll I'm saying see. that anyone who's not a Mormon or is a post-Mormon, there is no way they're going to vote for a Utah state senator who is taking orders from Nephi, Moroni, or Jesus Christ himself. And of the Mormons, wow. you're going to have a big part of them who are going to say, I'm sticking with the church. And then you're going to have this right wing group that's going to say, uh, we're, we're, we're with our man, Tim. Uh, so. Yeah, that, and we're going to talk about that later. It's definitely caused some divisions and a lot of chaos, I think, in the post-Mormon, non-Mormon world. Okay. Um, in response to requests for comments about this story, as well as Another two, our OUR spokesperson sent, and OUR spokesperson sent one statement, which reads as follows. So this is from OUR. These allegations have been raised previously, written about by Vice, and thoroughly investigated by the Davis County District Attorney. That investigation concluded without filing of any charges. So we should make that clear. Everything that we just read and, you know, all the allegations, the investigation, they considered it closed. However, <laughs> however, that worked. The state AG, who is the best friend of, is involved in this. So can he yeah. sweep this under the rug? That's got to be well, questioned at this point. It is Utah, and we have done episodes on Mormonish about uh, politics and the church and the you know interaction there. So so I don't know. That may be something that comes out later, or we can talk about. But as of now, making it clear, no charges are filed in any of this. Uh, again, this came out prior to what we just read at the beginning, where it looks like there are more allegations. Uh, following Tim Ballard's departure from OUR three months ago, we have been working tirelessly to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of our domestic and international operations. At OUR, we are proud to support law enforcement in liberating any person in the grips of human trafficking or exploitation, and we strive to ensure ongoing aftercare for all those affected. Our resources have contributed to the arrest of over 7,400 suspected predators and have impacted the lives of over 7,800 individuals. Currently, we are carrying out an average of five missions per week worldwide. 
We are committed to this important work until everyone in need is safe. And that is the end of that article. I can't believe we got through it. I hope everybody listened to, you know, 1.75 or something. <laughs> so it didn't take. But so the aftermath of this article, as we described it, was indescribable almost. Um, Post-Mormons were rapidly trying to collect evidences that Tim and Elder Ballard were connected, weren't they, Landon? Screenshots yeah, yeah. like I did, you know, anything that they found. Um, this more was a faith back crisis to, for them, just like right, a it was a faith crisis. Go back done. to the screen before. Yeah, go back to the screen before, really quick. So that's what postmortems were doing, um, and then and and almost found ourselves in alignment with Tim, who, like in his video, was also collecting evidences that he indeed was very close to Ballard. You know, he was saying to people in his group, "Didn't I bring him here on this tour? You know, weren't you set apart by him? He's a grandfather." You know, we were on the same side, uh, Tim and the postmortems. So with a faithful Mormon, um, especially the more right-wing ones, of course, they love their church, the LDS church on the one side. They also love Tim Ballard, and they love another person who we're going to talk about in the next slide, Glenn Beck, who is a, a good friend of Tim Ballard. So that's cognitive dissonance, right? In the past, all of those three things had all been on the same side, very easy, in the same arena suddenly a split, right? So what do you do? We saw a lot of post-Mormon, I mean, sorry, a lot of faithful Mormons saying, that's not a real statement. I don't believe that statement. My church would not make that statement condemning a person that I love and appreciate. It was, didn't you see that it was a complete, what was your take on it, Landon? I saw it as a total cognitive dissonance right oh, there yeah. with <laughs> posts and things they were saying. Sunday night was a meltdown with different people yeah. saying, we better mm -hmm. find out what this is about or we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, it, it was all. Yeah. Our, no, first, they said our church would not do this yeah. and they would not believe it. Then a few hours later, after the vice, it starts coming out in Deseret News. It starts coming out in the trip. It starts coming out on KSL everywhere. And then people are like, OK, what? But for a little while there, they did not believe that it was put out by the church. So Glenn Beck, uh, beloved in the LDS, especially right-wing community, um, he really came out guns blazing, right? Um, the title says, some faithful LDS are expressing extreme uh, displeasure. So his first post was right there in the middle, and he basically tweeted out something. Maybe read the first one. It kind of follows in this vein, but... Things my church never used to do. Effectively excommunicate church members without giving them adequate notice of or an opportunity to respond to accusations. <laughs> right. So wow, he goes he's through never... this whole list. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like that Trexmo. Have you ever talked to the post-Mormon or LGBTQ community? Yeah. So he goes through a whole list of things uh, showing his displeasure. These are things my church would never do. And of course, he's referring to the fact that the church just seemed to do those to his friend, Tim Ballard. So then he put out um, a little bit later, another post that's on the left, if you can read that. Many dear close friends are struggling with their faith tonight, feeling betrayed or abandoned. It is a dangerous time for all of us. Please pray for them. Pray that the Lord will direct their footsteps. Let us, Lord, have the courage to do what you ask of us. Right. And, and these posts are coming out as faithful Mormons are starting to realize our church did put this out. And then, you know, the cognitive dissonance is intense. And we're seeing posts from faithful Mormon apologists saying, if this is true, you know, uh, 
I'm leaving. I mean, or they better explain or they better put a statement out or I'm leaving, things like that. Um, we also saw statements from people saying this is not true because I know for a fact that Tim Ballard and Elder Ballard were very close on Mormon stories. Um, like I said, the earlier broadcast, which I would encourage anyone to watch, they did just an incredible job. Um, they talked about Russell Brunson, um, who claimed in a video, you know, sort of seemed incredulous. He, he couldn't believe the church had put this out. He claimed in a video uh, that Elder Ballard had called him and encouraged him to, to donate or, or to become involved with OUR. You know, so, so they're trying to defend Tim because they don't believe, I think, that the church had actually put this statement out at this, at this point. So everything, it's a hot mess. That's all I'll say, right, Landon? So then, interestingly, um, the two posts that we just read disappeared. And they were replaced uh, today, I think, or maybe last night, I think today, by this other post by Glenn Beck, uh, which is a, definitely a different tone. Yeah, the Lord is aware of our needs and struggles. He and he alone will serve justice and restore all things to truth. This is his world, not ours. This is his way, and his way is not ours. Have faith. Hmm. So that's a very different tone, isn't it? It makes me think if I were a cynical person that somebody got to him. <laughs> it's not a terrible thing to say, but, you know, the other two are very combative, you know, and sort of going at the church. And now this one is just like, okay, everybody, let's just be peaceful. Let's wait and see. Um, how do you take that? Oh, yeah. Somebody got to him. Someone said, <laughs> you can't say that, Glenn. Uh, yeah, you're back, too uh, high profile. Uh, and he went and said, oh, and, and or maybe they even said, look, tomorrow there's a story coming out about him yeah. sexually, uh, right? you know, about his escapades, right. and you're going to be embarrassed by this. You better. Yeah. You're back in the wrong horse. Yeah, yeah. you're back in the wrong horse. And, and that's what I think. That's what it, when we mentioned at the beginning that everybody was waiting for something to come out, either something to come out that said, oh, no, the church didn't say this. This was a mistake or something to come out to back up why this was said. And so I think maybe you're right. They gave him some insider information and said, pull back, you know, just wait and see. So, I mean, we'll never know. I did have somebody reach out to me today who had seen one of my screen grabs and they said they were working for somebody that was doing a big article and wanted to know where I got it. And so people are definitely very interested in sharing information. So the other thing I thought was really interesting and we've touched on this is that um, the faithful, especially right wing, um, there was suspicion. And, and I can attest to this because I kind of go and I data grab off um, faithful like Reddit sites, you know, and lots of comments, people just confused, but suspicious, not trusting. So first of all, there was suspicion about Doug Anderson, the person who made the statement. Who is this person? You know, we've never heard of him. This can't be a real statement. There was suspicion that the, state, the statement was not really from the church. We've talked about that before because it was released in such a strange way and not through the regular channels. In fact, I, I even saw people that would not believe it until it was in the Deseret News. Uh, some people would say, no, no, look, it's on KSL. It's in the truth. That doesn't matter. You know, until it's in the Deseret News, it's not real. So definitely people trying to say, nope, this can't be what's really happening. And then <laughs> even more conspiratorial. Um, there are rumblings that some people think that there's sort of a, a left-wing faction within the church, maybe a little shadow group um, that has an ulterior agenda um, and that they could have been behind the statement. So in other words, conspiracy theories are 
flying off the shelf. They absolutely are. Yep. And, and they don't know what to do with these. Uh, th this is just, it, it, if it wasn't such a serious subject, you know, I that's know, the hard part is it's a serious I know. subject, I know. but boy, it goes right back to the, how the church has always behaved. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's an insight into how yep. uh, these people always worked. I was, I was just looking through here, you know, uh, you know, the one statement I read here, you know, they're they're trying to distance Elder Ballard as quickly as they can oh, from this, whole, from this yep. whole mess. Yeah, they're they're backpedaling. And how do they do it? You know, they say President Ballard loves children all over the world. If you were using these exploited children to rescue them so that you could promote the Mormon faith and get people on the covenant path. You just exploited those children again. Yeah. They're being exploited yeah. twice, once for sex and once for religion. How horrible is that to think and to say that President Ballard loves children all over the world? It has been his mission and life's work to look after them, care for them, and point them to their savior. Okay, first off, he was an automobile dealership. He owned automobile dealerships. I don't know that his life work was to save children. But let's look at what's happened just recently in the church where we have the Arizona uh, children mm -hmm. who the church knew sexual abuse that yeah. they were being sexually abused. He didn't send Tim Ballard down there to do a mm -hmm. rescue mission. They kept it quiet. They hushed it mm -hmm. up. They have a hotline so that they don't have to tell anyone. What about mm -hmm. the Boy Scouts of America? We know yeah. what happened there. We know how many of these there were. Uh, we just heard the... the uh, steed what's his name alan is it alan steed oh adam adam steed, adam steed who's uh, went to the church and what happened to him he was exactly it, it, you know cast out uh we see yeah. what happened with the uh uh child of uh uh she's the grandmother of the child that was murdered oh bonnie cordon yeah Corden. kind of covering up that strange situation yeah. where you we hear don't nothing know yeah. child is reportedly you know her grandchild right here's the church in all of this here's where yeah. they can stand here's where they can take a stand right instead it's, it's building corporations with yeah you know no it, it is very strange and i've heard some people say you know look optically how this looks to the rest of the world you have like you said the boy scouts you know hush hush fighting against any kind of restitution or even trying to turn anyone in you have the arizona case and then you have the church you know, uh, seeming to support people who are really bad actors there. And then you have them throwing under the bus who the world perceives to be somebody that's absolutely a champion, you know, of human rights and doing what they can um, against these atrocities. So it tells me that they are absolutely desperate to distance themselves from it. Otherwise, they would look how optically that looks, you know, and also that they knew something would be coming out about Tim, um, you know, that would kind of justify their opinion, because otherwise it looks terrible what they're doing, yeah, throwing him under yeah. the bus. So so anyway, interesting to see all these and, and fairly, you know, like notable LDS apologists, like literally coming out and saying, this is ridiculous. I don't believe this. Or, you know, somebody has some splaining to do. <laughs> so everybody's been all over the map and, and just waiting for something to come out that will help them understand what is happening. So. Let's There's go a lot next. of explaining to do across this whole thing. Politically, across the whole religiously, thing. Yes. There's some explaining that's got to be done here. Uh, 
Yep. Is that our last slide? I can't remember. We've been we've been buried in here for so long. Is uh, that our last slide, Landon? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, it is our last slide. Oh, okay. Then it's just back to us. So, all right. So basically all we can say then is that's where it stands now. I'm not even going to try to recap it because I don't think I can, except <laughs> for to say that now hopefully it makes sense what we read at the beginning. After all that happened throughout the timeline and everyone was waiting to find out, you know, what would happen next? Would there be an explanation for the church publicly condemning Tim Ballard? Would there be an explanation, you know, or would the church dial it back? Some people thought that too, you know, would they perhaps um, throw Doug Anderson, um, the lower level PR person who put out the statement under the bus and just say, oh, that was, you know, somebody that, you know, kind of like I said before, a clone company manager, you know, would that happen if they realized very quickly, oh, this is not going how we want it to, we have to dial that back. So that didn't happen. What did happen is the statement that we read at the beginning where there are new allegations of, you know, egregious sexual misconduct. And, you know, that probably explains more than the using the name when you weren't supposed to use the name. You know, that's the morally, what do they call it again? The morally deficient, unacceptable, whatever. Yeah, behavior. Unacceptable behavior. Yeah. But again, still, I think there's an awful lot of proof that there's a huge connection between President Ballard and this organization. And so I know we haven't seen the end of it. I think we're going to wake up every morning checking the headlines and see what's what's going to happen next and try to figure out what it even means, you know, because I think we definitely saw, like you said, in the more right wing faithful, that cognitive dissonance where they could not fathom that Tim Ballard and the church would be on opposite sides. And where did they fit in the middle of that? Very confusing. It's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. And I have to say it probably is going to supersede any other <laughs> news story or podcast for a while. huh? I mean, we had some really interesting podcasts we were going to release this week, but we're like, those are just going to get lost. All anybody wants to know is about this scenario. So uh, we put those on hold for a little while. But anyway, please, um, please comment. Please let us know what you're hearing or what your take on it is. I mean, this was just Landon and myself just, you know, kind of go, going through the things and trying to process as we discuss everything. But we certainly don't have answers. I think we have more questions than answers. Don't you think, Landon? Oh, absolutely. Uh, th this this could go anywhere. It could uh -huh. be at no one. It could be they're all involved. One of them's involved. None of them yeah. involved. I have a feeling yep. they're all involved in some some manner. And we've got to now pick out what level was each yep. person uh, involved here. But Let's just remember this is Utah and Utah politics, and <laughs> it's easy to quash anything, any investigation when you've got the church and the government who are both completely led by the church uh, investigating in this. Uh, will it go anywhere? Who knows? I don't know. And again, everything that we talk about is allegedly an allegation. And so all we're doing is reporting the news as it's been reported. But we again want to remind everybody that these are allegations and it's you know, alleged misconduct. So, and we also encourage all of you to go read, go watch, like I said, excellent podcasts out there, Mormon Stories, RFM, and they're doing really good work on all of this just to make sure we all understand what's going on because it's a really important story. So please comment and let us know um, what you think. Uh, please like and subscribe to Mormonish. And if you'd like to be made aware of when a new episode comes out, you can hit that uh, notification bell. And also if you'd like to support us financially, we have links in the show notes to PayPal and Venmo. And we really appreciate those of the, you that do 
it makes a big difference. And we just absolutely appreciate and love our viewers and our listeners. And all that being said, we made it through and we will sign off from Mormonish for now. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.